And welcome, uh, everyone, to another episode of RF Sports Radio. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher, joined, of course, by my co-host, Mr. Royce Fisher. Welcome to the program, sir. How, how you doing tonight? Well, hello, Rodney. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a while since we've been on. Been, uh, what, what, two weeks? We went off for two weeks? Yeah. Get a little bit of vacation? The weather last week had, a, I don't know what you call it, but... Coughing and sneezing, running nose, uh, but I'm okay now. I'm much better. Well, it's good to hear. We're glad to have you back. Of course, if you guys want to join the show tonight, all you have to do is call in. That number again is three one nine five two seven six zero five nine. You guys can call in with your questions, comments, get involved in the conversation, whatever you so desire to do. Definitely, we got a lot to talk about since we've been off for two weeks. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff has happened as always in the sports world, and we got to give our opinions this way in on a couple of things. I want to start though with uh, we had a chance to go out and and visit the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, who was it last week? And yeah, exactly. uh, kind of meet some of the new players. You know, Reggie Bullock was there. Of course, Tim Hardaway Jr., the new head coach Jason Kidd, the new GM Nico Harrison. But I, but the field was definitely different. Um, so, so I want, you know, if you want to kind of ex- talk a little bit about that experience because that's the first time in a while uh, that we've been in there and there's no Rick Carlisle, there's no Donnie Nelson, um, a new front office kind of regime. So how did, how, did, how, did that, how did that feel seeing that for the first time? Well, you know, it felt kind of different. It felt like uh, when Jason Kidd was playing it, but to see him as a head coach was totally different. And like you said, Ten years now we've been seeing Coach Carlisle, and it's a different feel, a different look, a different team, and it's like a new era for the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, a lot was different. It, it was different. It changed know, a lot. I didn't really, and you're right, though, I didn't really think about it uh, until you mentioned it while we were leaving. You know, seeing Jason Kidd in the building is not nothing, it's nothing new. It's just seeing right. him as a head coach. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what's new. That's what's new. But I thought he handled this stuff well. I thought he answered the questions were, uh, really well. And I think he'll be – I think he'll be one of those coaches that will be very good with the media versus how, you know, Rick was kind of like on the fence a lot. You know, if they lost the game, typically you don't want to be the guy to ask the first question. But I think maybe right. kid would be a little bit better – with the media, what do you think? I, absolutely, I think so. Uh, he used to talk to the media as a player. You know, that makes a big difference. You know, he had to talk to him. And, uh, you know, people like him very well. I think he like most of the press. He knows most of the press people uh, now. So, I, th- I like what he said. You know, he's, his emphasis is on defense. He's got a totally different style from Rick Carlisle. It'd be interesting to see how he, his lineup is compared to Carlisle. And we know uh, Carlisle didn't do a lot of coaching on the sideline. And uh, right. I think it would be a good kid to do a better job, especially with Luca and a lot of young players. They can learn a lot mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, it was interesting, too, with the questions that uh, came about uh, KP. And we're not going to talk a lot of Mavericks tonight, of course, but Everybody had a question about KP. You know, Tim Hardaway got a question about him. 
Um, you know, even Jason Kidd got a question about him. I think he's still that unknown about how does he fit in with all of this, you know. And they obviously, you know, didn't trade him. They're going to keep him as that second piece. So that that still remains the unknown of how Kidd addresses that, you know, elephant in the room, so to speak. Well, you're absolutely right. We don't know what the thing is we're going to get. Are we going to get the one that can't stay healthy? Are we going to get the one that played like he did last year and we know he can play right. better? And uh, and how the chemistry is going to be between him, him and Luca? I understand that they mm-hmm. had a little rift last year. And uh, so Lingers have to just take a back seat and play his role. And, uh, you know, this is not a two-star team, not yet. We just have one superstar on the team. And sometimes you got to take a lesser role and play your role, and uh, that's what he got to do. And uh, the rumor is he's been really working out. He's really been working on his step this year. And that's what everybody man, says. Yeah, but, you know, but I, I, I like to see it. We know he can shoot. But as a bit, I like to see him play a, not just on the outside shooting threes, but, you know, mm-hmm. drive to the basket, uh, pick and roll, because he's got the size. Nobody can stop him once he pick and roll. And uh, right. I'm interested to see how they run the offense. And who's going to be the starting five? Are you going to still have Benny mm-hmm. Smith? Uh, I know Bullock's going to be a great addition. Will Bo Bond play more at center? You know, so they got like four centers on the team. Right. So it would be interesting to see, see how they play this year. Yeah, it could be interesting, man. It it just was like you said, it didn't really dawn on me until we left how different it was and you know, change is inevitable in the sports world, we all know that, but you have a coach that was probably well had to be the second longest tenure coach in the league at one team behind, you know, Pop perhaps and yeah. I think I think he's been there longer than Spolster at, at Miami, I think. But yeah, I think he got that a long, year too. Yeah, so to be there that long, I think is you know, that's something. It's definitely saying something for sure. Definitely saying something. Uh, let, let's jump into some other. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Giannis to the free throw line. Boy, boy, no, Giannis <laughs> to the free throw line. It let everybody get four or five fouls on the big defenders we have. So that may work in right. in the magic favor. Yeah, very well may. It very well may. All right, let's jump let's jump into a quick other topic real quick. We're gonna talk, you know, college football starting up and get just some NFL talk, talk a little cowboys and then at the end of the show we're gonna play a little game I put together called New People in New Places. Uh where okay. we're gonna play this game we typically play before the start of NFL season just to just to see if we're ready for NFL football to actually start. But Let's, let's talk a little college football because that has started. Um, well, Ronnie, you know, one well, of the things that people before, have known is – go ahead. Ronnie, before you get started, it, it's something I want to ask you about before we get off the Mavericks right quick. You know they okay. worked out Isaiah Thomas, Monte Ellis, and uh, Lance Stevenson this right. week. I, I uh, see what do you think about that? What you, huh? What do you think about that? I, they all work well, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. I, I'm not surprised because I think that the Mavs still feel like 
they can make some changes at the point guard position. I think they would. They were actually thinking that perhaps Dragic would get bought out and they could bring him in as a point guard. Um, right. But I'm not surprised. You know, kids, kid wants a veteran point yeah. guard on the floor. And you know, he it, wants right. he wants somebody that can play the role that he played for the championship team that that he was on in Dallas. That veteran guy, been there, has some experience that can keep things kind of calm. Not not going to be looking defense. to score a lot. And they can play defense. Right, right, right. They can play defense. So I'm not surprised, those, you know. But of those three, which one would you possibly even think about keeping? Uh, probably. Get out of I would say Isaiah. I I say Isaiah Thomas. Um, I don't yeah. know what Monte Ellis has left. I I don't know what he has left in the tank. I have no idea. Uh, although he's been here before, then also with Lance Stevenson, I mean, he's going to get d- defense. He does pretty well in the playoffs, but throughout right. the season, I don't. He's not going to get. He's not going to really be a factor throughout the season. Well, I think Isaiah Thomas would be the guy for me. I like Lance Stevenson for two reasons. One, he can't play defense. He has been around a while. He's a good, uh, I, I, I guess, kind of rough rider. I want to say, you know, we know he's going to intimidate their best player on, on the other team, and he gets up under LeBron James' skin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, but, I, but I think I think they I think need to intimidate. Saying, yeah, but I think we just finally stop saying that Lance Stevenson is some type of LeBron uh, stopper or LeBron specialist. I mean, we just stop that because obviously. He hasn't done much stopping the LeBron over the years, but I think Isaiah Thomas, though, to me, is the, the better, more of a true point guard out of those three. He's a good scorer. Uh, I think he's got more in the tank, I think, than those other other two guys do. Well, Montez Edison. Well, we know he was a scorer when he was here, and I don't know what. When's the last time? When's the last time we seen him play? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Right. But uh, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the Mavericks saw what he had. So, uh, you know, they may not, not keep neither one of them, but they can get uh, now he is all the, three of them at a good point. He is the, uh, he is the uh, Mississippi Missile, as he calls himself, <laughs> Monte Ellis. So, <laughs> who knows what he's going to do. Yeah. Right, so let's okay. talk a little well, uh, college, college football real fast. Yeah, little college football real quick. So it, it started, as you know, um, I'm actually tuned into a really good game right here, Ohio State and Minnesota. This is a very top-heavy college uh, season this year. I know we watch college football on occasion, at least the big, big games. We're starting out with some big games. Um, I guess the biggest thing I'm looking at is the fact that, you know, these games are – they're packed full of people, people in the stands. And now all these uh, new quarterbacks in these schools, like if you look at it, the big names, the big quarterback names are, are gone. You know, uh, yeah. everyone started yeah. brand new. Every team that was in the playoffs last year is starting a brand-new quarterback. So yeah, it's going to be I, – I, I think we're in store for – some bad football, <laughs> some bad football, or just maybe more. Uh, there's more opportunity, I think, for teams now than at any point in time. Now, some defenses are going to be 
head and shoulders above a lot of other schools. But I think that it's going to be a pretty even match football season. I don't buy into this whole there's only four teams that can win because there's too many new and young quarterbacks out there to really say who is going to be the solid top four. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. But you know Alabama, Oklahoma, LSU, those yeah. teams would be – they're going to always have great teams. I know a lot of freshmen are starting out, and uh, I think we're going to see some, some new stars coming to the league. Like you said, a lot of them have left, you know. But, uh, you know, college football is always interesting. It could be a running back, the standout, could be a quarterback, could be defense, could be wide receiver. So – I'm interested. See, I think it's going to be a great football season. Like I said, last year, uh, you know, a lot of teams had to give up the forfeit for the because of the virus. Uh, they didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of fans in the stands. You know, they're playing in front of crowds. So I think it's going to be totally different this year. I think it's going to be a little bit. I think it's going to be a little bit entertaining. Now, one thing I've noticed, and again, I, I, I could just be blind or under a rock and haven't heard anything. The thing I find interesting, too, about the start of the season was there was not a lot of talk about what their protocols would be. Like, you've heard the NFL talk about it. The NBA said something the other day about, you know, vaccination for players. Uh, even at the high school level, here in Texas, where high school is, is, uh, is, is, is God to everything else, they're right. even canceling high school games when they have certain outbreaks at schools and stuff like that. They're already doing that here. But you don't hear – you haven't heard anything about what's the COVID protocol for for college football. It's like it doesn't even exist. You know, they, they – I don't know what they're doing. Does anybody – they don't talk about it at all. Well, you know, I, what I know is a lot of college campuses are offering vaccine, uh, you know, for the students. Uh, they're having a lot of programs where they get it done right there on campus. Uh, you know, I know it's a personal choice, but if I was a coach, I would certainly like my star to be vaccinated because you don't want to mm-hmm. forfeit the game or uh, lose the game because of technicality. But, uh, right. But that's, not, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, they haven't made any, we haven't heard any rules about what it is. I haven't heard well, any we rules about, okay, if you have so many players out, you forfeit or – None of that. Well, I've been, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have an outbreak and they're all going to cancel games. And uh, But, you know, we're talking about college kids. That, you know you know how it was at a college age. You think you're invincible. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the rate is of college kids getting vaccinated. But, uh, that yeah, COVID can stop. Uh, we know it can stop the world. I'm pretty sure it can stop football. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Right. Have you heard the news about the uh, Big 12 today? There's been, a, I guess, a leak in the room or someone talking about who they're discussing about adding. And, you know, we thought the Big 12 would be dead after Texas and Oklahoma left. But looks like they're out recruiting. And they've uh, named, I think, four teams that think would be coming into the Big 12. They're actually making a Big 12. And that would be uh, BYU, Houston, uh, UCF and um, and what was the other one? BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati will be yeah. the fourth team to make that big 
12. I mean, that's spreading your conference out pretty far. If you're going all the way to, you know, um, BYU and Utah and all the way to Florida, then Cincinnati, and then down south to Houston. But um, there's a possibility that they could try to save this Big 12, man, and make it an actual 12-team conference again. But they don't have a choice. When uh, Oklahoma and Texas decide to go to SEC, that changed the landscape. And like I said, last time we talked about it, I think it's going to end up being just two conferences because uh, I, I think that's just the way it is. It may be four, north, south, east, and mm-hmm. west. But it, I think it's going to, you know, NCAA has changed. I don't know what the change is going to be. You know, athletes can receive money. That's a big change. Right. And uh, I think the whole landscape of the NCAA is going to change. And I think it's going to change a lot of college teams and it's going to be alignment changes. And uh, I think it's going to be two conferences. Mm. I guess it could be, you know. Um, Like you said, the money money is so big. The money is so big. And plus, like you said, now players are making money. It's, you know, I think who's at the house, State quarterback's got one and a half million already. Uh, in endorsements, it's, you know, it's, again, it's the money's getting up there. Now the players are getting it. It's going to be, it's going to be those type of changes for sure. And you just think if if you have a player that's making a lot of money, I'm pretty sure the program is going to gain off of that. You know, because people mm-hmm. don't want to see him on TV. People don't want to see him in person. Uh, ticket sales, you know what I mean? I, I think it's going to be a you know wide open this year. Because these guys don't yeah. want to make money. They're going to want to make names for themselves. Oh, yeah. And That's I, what they're all about. I, I, I they going to want to. The right. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, I would, too. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into the NFL talk real fast for us before we run out of time here. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you want to call in, if you listen to us live, the number is 319-527-6059. You guys can call in and join the discussion. It's an open forum. Um, NFL talks. I don't know where you want to start here. You want to start with the NFL as a whole, or do you want to start with America's team? Well, let's start with Cam Newton being cut by the <laughs> Patriots. Your thoughts on oh, that? Oh, man. You know what? Um, at first I was surprised, uh, but then I had to realize it was Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and I, and I had to tell myself why am I surprised by this move. Why am I surprised that Bill would try to, you know, use Cam for one year, get the guy he wants to draft? I mean, when Cam Newton came to the Patriots, this is what I thought was going to happen, you know? I thought he would get that one year in. If it went well, great. And then they would try to get a high draft pick and draft the quarterback of the future the following year. And he, he, did, he did exactly what I thought he would do when Cam first got there. So I had to realize that, realize, okay, there's no reason to be surprised. Uh, but then I thought about it a little bit deeper, and I think you're going to get into this, is, you know, the way it happened, the series of events that led to him being let go, that's where my question mark still lies. The fact that he was a starter, the fact he played well in the preseason game, um, there was really no there was really no loss by playing him and, Sitting Matt Jones for a couple of games, you don't you don't lose anything by doing that. And then 
he gets caught up in this COVID protocol. He's not vaccinated. He has a missed time from the team. He can't come into the facility. They have to make a decision, and I think that was the ultimate last, you know, straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, the fact that they cannot rely on him to be vaccinated and to follow the COVID protocols. Then, as you know, how Bill Belichick runs the Patriots, his team first, and right. I think he saw it as a way that, you know, he was not putting the team first. And I think that's what yeah. made the decision. Yeah, he, he's a hard-nosed coach. I think that had a lot to do with it. I think – and we don't know how he acted in training camp or locker room or off the field. I think uh, some of his antics, you know, and some of his you know, press conferences were kind of bizarre. And I think that had something to do with it too. And uh, I think the playfulness, because, you know, we saw some of it on the sideline when he was trying to get a high five, you know, and the Patriots don't play that. They, they're just straightforward team. You, you do your job, go about your business. No showboat, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that may have led to, to it too, but I think it was more so the protocol about the COVID thing. I think that, that was probably the last straw. Yeah, I think so too. But, and because that, that I, I knew. I, time, I, he's yeah. going to be a predecessor to the quarterback position. Uh, he may just have won the job right out. Well, he didn't play bad, you know what I mean? But I thought you would at least allow Cam to start the season, things go bad, then you put Matt in. Um, you know, that's really – you don't lose anything by doing that. You know, that that, well, that would be – that would have been a better decision, I think. Yeah, it would. It's it a lot of pressure on him now for sure, you know. But, but what I think, though, is that – you know, Bill wanted to play Matt. I I get that, like you said. I just think that, you know, when Cam first got there, I said to me, said to myself that I don't know how this is going to work anyway because Cam is not a team first guy. He's not. He's gonna he's gonna wear the loud clothes. He's gonna dress very funny. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna talk crazy at the press conference, like you said. He's gonna play the games. He's gonna do all of that. He's he's definitely a standout type of person, you know, personality. Yeah. He's not a he's not the tip the typical team first kind of guy. Now, I'm sure in the field he's a great leader. I mean I'm sure in the locker room is probably great, but he just didn't play like a team first guy. The the Patriot kind of brand, if you will. And I think Matt Jones fits that mode a little bit better. Plus the fact like you said, COVID, but I, I still think that Cam is gonna land on his feet. He's gonna someone's gonna pick him up. Uh, I don't know what Houston's waiting on. I mean, because they definitely need a quarterback. But there's somebody going to pick him up. There's no doubt about well, that. Well, it was rumored that the Cowboys were interested. But if they get yeah. back, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to need a quarterback. And all he has yeah. to do is just stay ready. Stay ready. If I was Houston, I'd have him in the building right now. Learning the offense, you know, going through things because – I don't know what Houston's going to do. You know, Deshaun Washington's going to basically be do not play for the next 18 weeks, which is going to be crazy. But, right. yeah, I, just don't, I, Cam, I don't know why he didn't do that. Cam will last five games in Houston with the offensive line there. He'll be out right. game five. So, they have a right. bad offensive line. Houston is in trouble. They need a whole – a new leadership. Mm-hmm. 
Well, next week we get to really break down the NFL. It'll be our preview show. I am well, uh, after our preview wait. show, we'll get to break down and look at who we think are going to win state divisions, who our MVPs are going to be on defensive offense, and, of course, who's going to win it all. So we may even have a, a couple of special guests for that episode. Who knows? But it's always a fun episode to do. But before we get out of here, uh, I, I got a quick game I want to play with you, Royce, if that's okay. Okay. So this game is called New People, New Places. So we try to do this at the start of every major uh, sports season just to make sure that we're ready and, and just to kind of get us up to speed. So I've got a list of a couple of players. I'm going to okay. ask you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the names of the players. Uh, so without, you know, I'm going to trust you here without using Google uh, or a phone uh, or whatever you're going to use or asking your neighbor. I'm going to give you the names of these people, and I want you to tell me if they're in the league still, and if they are, what team do they play for? Oh, no. Okay. okay. So these are these are names you would know, and the, the question is, are they in the league, and also who do they play for? Okay, you ready? I'm ready. First name is, uh, and I'm going to put 20 seconds on the timer here. Okay, first name is Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver. Yes. Phoenix. Yes, in the league. league. Okay, and who does he play for? Phoenix. No. That is incorrect. No, 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 he played, no, he plays for the Giants. That is incorrect. Not a Phoenix. He plays for the Los Angeles Rams. Ah, man, you're right. You got me. Yeah, the Los Angeles Rams. All right, so you, you missed that one. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. You might get this one. I got one right in the league. Yeah, yeah, you still, you got that part right. We got to get both. Okay, so okay. here's the next one. J.J. Watt. Yes. And who He's did you play good. for? Okay, give me a minute. Who did he go to? Don't, but don't be typing at the name. I'm trusting you. I'm not that best. I can't see. You no, got 12 bad. seconds. He's with uh, J.J. Five, four, three, two, one. Time's up. I give you one guess, real quick. Uh, he plays with the Arizona Cardinals. I was going to say that. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. All right. Ready for the next one? Okay. Here, here's an easy one. Here's an easy one. Okay, you ready for 20 you, seconds? You no, know you count me watching, watching the game and listening to you. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, here we go. 20 seconds on the clock. Adrian Peterson. No. He's not playing. Correct. Correct. He's a free agent currently. He's trying to play. He's currently a free agent. Got well, I don't know okay. where he's been in. Okay, ready for the next one? Yeah. The next one is Jadavian Clowney. Yes. He plays with uh, Cleveland. And that is correct. 
That is correct. Good, man. There you go. You're on the road. Okay. okay. Next one. Wide receiver, A.J. Green. Out. A.J. Green. No, he's, he's in the league. league. He's in the league. Well, who is he playing for Cincinnati. No. He plays with the Arizona Cardinals. What, they got him this year? They got him this year as well. A.J. Green plays with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. That was a hard one. That was a hard one. Okay, here's, a, here's another one. Julio Jones. Yes. Okay. He's in uh, 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 went to uh, San Francisco. I give I give you one more guess. Wait a minute. Leo went to Wait, Julio go to Give me a minute. Was it Arizona too? I give you I give you five more seconds. Okay. Four three two one. And time is up, Royce. Time is up. Julio Jones plays for the the Tennessee Titans. I missed it. You know what, Rodney? You got Tennessee Titans. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. I hadn't got activated for football yet. I was waiting on the, you know, I was trying to keep up with free agency, but I started watching Hard Knock, and I really fell in love with Hard Knock. And I, I tell you what, that was a good series. It was well done. Even though it was about the Cowboys, I wasn't looking forward right. to it. Right. Really well, we're going to get the Hard Knocks. We're going to finish the game first. We'll get the Hard Knocks. Okay. Okay. You got I'm two just more. Telling you, you got two more. Count me out on a bad day. Two more. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. You got two more. So, so you didn't get Deshaun Jackson okay. with the Rams. You didn't get JJ Watt who's with the Cardinals. You got your David okay. Clowney with the Browns. You got Adrian Peterson who's not in the league. You missed okay. AJ Green with the Cardinals. You missed Julio Jones with the Titans. So you got two more. Okay. 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 Uh, the next one, Frank Gore. Yeah, he's still in the league. I would say the Jets. Frank Gore is a free agent. He's currently not. Uh, was he with the Jets? He was last year, yes. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. okay last year, you should know this one. This is, no, you don't get no points, man. And so this last one, you should know this one. Okay, you know this guy. Okay. Emmanuel Sanders. Bronco. Okay. Yeah. He's in the league. What what teams do he play for now? Oh boy. He's not he's with uh forty nine. That is incorrect. He plays with the Buffalo Bills. He plays for the Buffalo Bills. Plays Buffalo Bills. Last year, last year he was in New Orleans. Remember that? I remember that. Buffalo. 
never went up north nowhere. All right, that's the game. So, so I'm sorry, man. I have to give you a, a failing grade for the game. Sorry about that, man. Okay, next week will be my game. How about that? <laughs> All right, better work. <laughs> and better work. Better work. We're gonna do some basketball. So you, so you, you were talking about hard knocks. Did you, you watch the episode this week? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I was good in the Cowboys. You know, usually when they have on hard knocks, it's a curse. I thought it was well done. The last one, you know, uh, well, all of them were good. It was a lot of personal stories. The guy from uh, Mexico trying to make the team undrafted. Uh, the guy from uh, Nigeria came mm-hmm. over. You know, that was it. And then when they talked about Jerry and what he has built, and they took the camera to uh, – the star out in Frisco, you know, I've been there several times. I've been pretty much around the place, but I've seen some parts of the star I've never seen before. Man, what a fantastic building. Jerry has built, and David Shores and him flying in the helicopter over the stadium. And I thought yeah. he, has, he has really built the Cowboys into the number one franchise in the nation, in the country, really, mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's yeah. a shame. That players don't understand that and will play for that man. I mean, I would play my heart out for Jerry, you know, just to win a championship. I think that's what he wants. To, he's getting old. He wants to win another. But the 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 players ought to be real grateful to have an owner that cares about the team, the facility. The, I mean, state of the art, man. I mean, it's nothing like it out there. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I, I really enjoyed Hard Knocks. I learned a lot about Jerry's organization, uh, the team. It, 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 you know, shining him in a good light. Uh, there's a lot of expectations put on this team this year, and I want to see the mm-hmm. results. Yep, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So your thoughts on Hard Knocks? I feel the same way, man. You know, I started this football season thinking, like, you know what? I'm not. I'm gonna be realistic. You know what I mean? I'm gonna try to keep my real. You know, keep myself grounded on expectations for the Cowboys. <laughs> but that was until that was until Hard Knocks came on, and I got re-energized. And you know, one thing about me, man, is I, I for everything they say about them, I just have a profound respect and admiration for Jerry Jones and what he's done, what he's built. I know he can be crazy at times. I get that part, but man, I mean, if you don't, if you watch Hard Knocks and don't come away with that, with like having like a new, like having a little love for Jerry and what he's done, what he's built, and what he's right. given, right. it's hard. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you at that point, but I just feel Again, it just kind of it kind of got me excited about everything. Now I don't know how good they're gonna be. I still think the defense has a lot of holes. I don't know what the offense looks like because Dak hasn't played, Zeke hasn't played, the ones really haven't played. So I don't know what they I don't know what they're gonna look like as a team. But man, I just you know I I just I'm still a Cowboy fan, and I, I think I think what I'm hearing from you is that you're coming around to being a Cowboy no, fan no, too. Yeah. 
I'd be a fan if they reach the playoffs. Uh, until then, they're, they're to show me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been waiting for years. I gave up on them, and I, I'm at the point where I don't get excited. And if they make the playoffs, I will wear a cowboy jersey. But yeah. uh, that's my opinion. Before we go, I want to talk one about one more person, Dale Hanson, local sportscaster for Generate here, that's returned. Man, I'm going to really miss that guy. He was, he was one of the great guys. I look forward to Sunday night. We did the sports special. We did the uh, player of the week. You know, the young guys, the local talent around Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, his commentaries, yeah. man, was spot on. Was spot on, man. He spoke tooth to power. And I thought he was a great, great guy, man. I'm going to really miss him. And, you know, if you hear some of the people that talked about him, you know, uh, Mark Cuban, Troy Aikman, uh, even Michael Jordan, remember, remember they had the countdown that Jordan came to, to Dallas, and Michael Jordan even spoke about it. But, man, I tell you, that guy, him covering the Cowboys every summer, man, covering the, the Rangers, you know, for a while he was the announcer for the Cowboys. I thought, I, I'm going to really miss the guy, man. I think he was a, he's a great sportscaster. No, nobody liked him. Yeah, you know the thing about Dale is I like about him is I like I like his little rants that he does, and he really started really getting into his own and being recognized for who he was. Right about you know the the height of the pandemic and the height of the George Floyd yeah. thing, and Colin got the stupidity He's of the field, and I mean he he was always honest. You know it's it's always great to get to that point where you're in your career where or just to be the person that's, that's that's solid in your career to say, you know what, I'm gonna say what I want to say, I'm gonna do what I want to do, yeah. you know. That that's that's when you get to that point, that's that's good. That that's where you really want to be, right? You know, that's and then where you, you know, really want to be. And after you got through, it made you think, man, you know, he, he's right. You know, uh, that makes sense. You know, and he always stood up for. You know, uh, rights of other guys. When the gay player came out, he, you know, he spoke up for him. You know, uh, a lot of things came out. He broke the SMU story. I never will forget that. That was big, you know, back in the 70s. But, I, I, like I said, he, he was, everything he spoke was truth to power. And, I, you know what I mean? He, he was right on, spot on. Yeah, I think so too, man. I, I, I really feel like... <laughs> Man, it was it, it'll really be good. I think it'll really be good. Well, I don't want you to cheat next week. I don't want you to be looking up stuff. Uh, go about your week. <laughs> you know, that's why you say you can't. Uh, I'm gonna really tell what the game is. You can't tell me what the okay. game is like I didn't tell you what the game is. You can't tell what the game is until I'm telling you. I'm telling you what the game is. I may change my mind by then. I just want to hit you with one question: Where's Javale McGee? JaVale McGee is uh is he in Philadelphia? I know he was last year, correct? No, he was in yeah, Philadelphia. In in JaVale McGee in Philly? No. I'm a, I I let you look it up for next week, but that might not be my question. But anyway, I, okay. I enjoyed I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the little tip. Okay. Up, All right. 
All right, that'll work. All right, so next time, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week for our NFL preview special. For myself, Rodney Fisher, Royce Fisher, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you go back and download it. Uh, God bless you and good night. Yeah, Rodney, can we do Thursday night after the uh, Cowboys? Yeah, we, we might do a special. Yeah, we can do a special show after that. Yeah, we'll we gotta do a preview. We do our preview show. We gotta do our preview show Monday. Then we can do a special okay. show after that. Sounds good. All right, talk to you then. Yeah, y'all stay. Right. Y'all stay tuned.